0: My name is Andrew Gary, and welcome to Seismic Sound Off, in-depth conversations in applied geophysics. For this episode, I speak with Sachidanada Rath and Soman Chakko on April's The Leading Edge highlighting the recent oil and gas developments in India. First, Mr. Rath gives us an overview of the current geophysical activity in India and where the next advances might come from. Then I speak with Dr. Chakko highlighting a few of the eight papers published for this special section discussing techniques, and geophysics utilized in prolific and unexplored basins in India. Mr. Sashidana Rath is an upstream petroleum professional with 36 years in oil and gas exploration, drilling, production, and national and international exploration project management. He is a current member of the Petroleum and Natural Gas Regulatory Board in India and retired as Director Operations from Oil India Limited. Dr. Saman Chako is a consultant geophysicist with over 36 years experience in the upstream oil and gas industry. He worked for the Exxon Corporation for 33 years before retiring. After retiring, he was with Kane India LTD as chief geophysicist for three years before becoming a consultant in Houston. His interests include seismic acquisition, processing interpretation, and quantitative seismic interpretation. To read this month's special section, visit library.seg.org. Subscribers can read the full articles in the SEG library, and everyone can read the abstracts for free. Now for our conversation. In the introduction, you, along with Dr. Chaco and other co-authors, you state that 19 of the 26 of these known sedimentary basins in India are not adequately explored or mostly unexplored. How does this particular special section set out
1: to reduce that number? You see? Out of the 26 sedimentary basins, 7 have been explored and these are considered as category 1 basins. And for these basins, there is hydrocarbon reserves is there, additional production potential is there. As far as the other 19 sedimentary basins of India are concerned, in some of the basins, there is very little scanty data is there. And one of the papers, which talks about the West Coast of India and especially where the Deccan traps are really covering these Mesozoic sediments. That paper offers a futuristic exploration scenario. And in that area, there are enough evidence in near future to bring these basins, especially Kerala Kankan and also the Deccan traps less basins to move to this category one basins which are seven and maybe it will be nine in few. as far as the as far as the 19 uh, 19 basins where work is pretty less the government has taken a ambitious plan of acquiring about fifty thousand plus line kilometer of 2d seismic spread over about Uh, 19 19, all over these basins where the data is inadequate. Based on this acquired 2D seismic data, which are basically recognizance, the after processing and interpretation, depending on the prospectivity of those areas, we will have parametric drilling. And after parametric drilling, these will be followed by 2D and detailed 3D seismic, and then these basins can graduate to the category one basins. I think that is what is uh, proposed as far as the Indian basins are concerned, moving from Category 2 to Category 1.
0: What do you see as the next advancement for oil
1: and gas in India? What I see as far as the next advancement is concerned, especially when we are talking about the existing basins and also the existing reserves. One of the major things which is going to come is the average the recovery of Indian reservoirs is only around 30%, whereas the global average is around 40%. So based on the enhanced oil recovery methods, where seismic is going to play an important, especially 3D and 4D is going to play an important role to complement the geologic and the engineering side. So there, the geophysical angle is really going to play in terms of new 3D seismic, Body seismic and also special processing where we can really image the existing reservoirs, which were maybe imaged in parts few years back. The technology was not very good, and that uh, seismic processing technology has really. There is also one thing is that there are all in India most of the uh, reservoirs they are below three thousand meters, sometimes four thousand meters. So especially thin sands pose a major challenge as far as the imaging is concerned and you can see there is one paper talking about this. So I think more and more work needs to be done in imaging the thin sand. And one more thing is there is a belt of supine that is where the compressional belt on the eastern part of India and also the frontal belt of Himalayan pole belt and the imaging the thrust belt and especially the sediments below the thrust. It's a challenge. In some places, it has been solved, but I think a lot of geophysical work, especially PSDM and PSTM, both needs to be done to image those uh, sedimentary basins. Then only the success can be moved. Well, thank you for spending your evening with us a little and, bit.
0: And uh, thank you again for your time. Thank you. Okay. How are you doing, Salman? Good. Good. <laughs> Most excellent. Well, let's dive in. Production from fractured basement reservoirs appears to be of increasing interest in India, and three of the eight papers explore this topic. In particular, Deepa et al. adopted a workflow that helped optimize well locations in the Kaveri Basin. How does their work contribute to effective field development in the basin?
2: Yeah, well, there actually are four papers in this section that cover the topic of fracture characterization of tight reservoirs. Two involve basement reservoirs. One is on volcanic reservoirs, and, and another on a tight carbonate reservoir. So, so, clearly, there is greater interest in exploring war and, and developing tight reservoirs in India at the moment. Now, the, the goal with these tight reservoirs is to identify the locations of natural fractures within them, ideally. Fracture swarms of connected fracture networks that would provide the best permeability for fluid flow within the reservoir. Uh, one thing that these papers have in common is the use of high-end seismic acquisition and processing techniques to identify these fractures, which are very tough to detect in uh, in conventional seismic data. Also, um, optimal production from a tight reservoir requires an understanding of the in situ stress state in them because that dictates the the design and the trajectory of production wells that we place in them. Now, To the specific paper by Deepa et al, this is a a good example of these concepts. It describes a comprehensive workflow to build a a, a reservoir model for development of a a recently discovered fractured basement field in the Kaveri Basin in Southeastern India. Their workflow integrated a number of sources of information, including geophysical, geological, petrophysical, and geomechanical. So by integrating these disciplines, They were able to build a reservoir model that captures the locations and flow characteristics of fractures. The model explains why some early wells in this field are producers, while others are dry and new wells drilled using their model are now successful producers.
0: You took particular notice of two papers by Shatterjee et al. et al. and Feinstein et al. In the introduction, you and your co-authors call them intriguing exploration play concepts. What intrigues you about what these authors postulate?
2: Yeah, so these are intriguing papers, indeed, because they represent exploration ideas that came through fundamental geologic thinking. The the paper by Chatterjee et al. Is, is based on the onshore Barmer Rift Basin, located in northwest India. And, and several major discoveries have been made within Paleocene-age fluvial sandstone reservoirs in this basin. And to the point, this basin is considered relatively mature for explorationists, as, as almost all reasonably sized structures in it have already been drilled. But But these Periocene river systems drain into lower-lying inland lakes. And so Chatterjee et al. argue that a a deep-water lacustrine turbidite system may exist within them, making stratigraphic traps a possibility. They actually trace the evolution of the rift basin, starting from a, a regional scale and working their way to the to the prospect scale, focusing on interpreting environments of deposition. They worked the seismic data to identify turbidite geomorphology and then to distinguish between reservoir and seal faces. And in the end, this has led to the mapping of prospects with assessed in-place reserves of about 1 billion barrels. Now, to the paper by Feinstein et al., this is about the famous Piccan traps, the, the huge volumes of late Cretaceous age basalt flows that are exposed in the western parts of India. Specifically, their work tries to establish a, a temporal and genetic equivalency between these onshore exposed traps and the Basalt flows that exist in the deep water areas off the the west coast of India. And uh, vintage seismic data from these offshore areas do show the top of the basalt. But within it and below it, images are transparent. So Feinstein et al. described the use of modern marine seismic acquisition and processing technology That now produce images of the subbasalt section. From an exploration perspective, their paper traces the evolution of a a subbasalt Mesozoic rift section that developed from the time that India broke apart from Madagascar and and drifted northwards over the Reunion mantle plume, which most people believe, caused the extrusion of the Deccan basalt. A, a working hydro- hydrocarbon system within the Mesozoic sub section is already proven by wells that have been drilled through the Deccan basalt in the shallow water catch basin in, in the northwestern coast of India. So, so by extrapolation and through fundamental geologic reasoning, their work, Points to the exploration prospectivity of the sub section in these deep water areas off the west coast of India.
0: Going further on this particular topic, Chatterjee et al. explores a prolific basin for hydrocarbons, whereas Feinstein et al. focus on unexplored basins. Even though the focus of their papers differ, do you see similarities in the techniques and geophysics they propose to find hydrocarbons in these two different areas of
2: interest? Well, one similarity that, that I took away is the value of, of going back to the basics of geology for exploration work. Both groups did that to make their individual cases for the exploration potential of their different basinal settings. They traced back the structural and stratigraphic evolution of the respective target section to establish prospectivity. The other similarity is in their strategy to upfront select suitably prepared seismic data for their different interpretational objectives. In Chatterjee's work, for example, the, the emphasis was on on appropriate processing of seismic data for quantitative analysis to distinguish depositional phases, while while in uh, Feinstein's paper, it would be seismic acquisition and processing methods that enable imaging through a basalt section.
0: Harsverdon et al. highlight the revitalization of a mature gas field in the Cambay Basin. While oil was established early in exploration drilling due to poor seismic imaging, the field's potential had not yet been realized. So how did these authors successfully reach this potential for the Lakshmi field?
2: So, so this work would be of interest to field development geoscientists and, and actually more than uh, to asset teams that are working development projects. Because it, um, it highlights the value of stepping back for a fresh look at a mature producing asset with all of its cumulative data and learning. So, so this paper is about the Lakshmi Field in the Cambay Basin, which is in the western part of India. The field produces from two stacked miocene-age reservoir sections, a, a shallower gas-bearing section where, where the main production comes from, and a deeper oil-bearing section. The, the oil-bearing sands were not the focus during the early development stage of this field because they are spatially discontinuous and thin. They're present in some wells, they're absent in others, so, so very difficult to predict them uh, pre-drill. And, and, and to make things worse, the overlying gas section attenuates the seismic image of the deeper oil section. So recently, the production from the field had uh, plateaued, and in the meantime, they have being advances in seismic processing technology. So so the asset team decided to investigate whether they could better define these discontinuous oil sands in seismic data. So they reprocessed the seismic data using a method that quantifies and corrects for the gas attenuation effect their results delineated the discontinuous sands in the oil-bearing section. And and based on this work, several successful wells have since been drilled into these sands. The field's life has been extended, its reserves have increased, and production has doubled. So a good story.
0: We mentioned earlier there were eight papers in the special section, even more submitted. Did you find in editing this special section any common themes that stood out to you?
2: Yeah, and, 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 and through the many papers that unfortunately couldn't make uh, this special section. But one, one theme that threads through many of the papers in this section is the integration of varied disciplines. Uncertainty is the nature of the beast when we deal with the subsurface. And it is an axiom in our business that, Bringing together information from different sources tends to shrink uncertainty. And, and, and many of the papers in this section do just that, by, by integrating information from, from geophysics, from geology, petrophysics, uh, geomechanics, reservoir engineering, and in some cases, even calling on analogs to solve particular problems.
0: What surprised you about India's oil and gas sector in reading these papers?
2: I was struck by the heterogeneity of the basinal setting and reservoir types that are currently being worked in India. Everything from plastic reservoirs in rift basins to shelf margin lim- limestones to fractured basement reservoirs. Um, so quite a variety. The the other striking thing, I suppose, is the state, is the use of state of the art geoscience technology, be, be it in seismic acquisition and processing, in quantitative seismic interpretation, in geomechanical analysis, or in fracture modeling. It, it, it really says something about the companies operating there that. They are willing to invest in these latest technologies and and provide the related training to their staff.
0: For geophysicists not working in India, how would reading these articles help their own research and exploration?
2: Well, Andrew, I think there's a lot of value to be gained here. With eight papers, an obvious benefit is is the knowledge that one gains of different basins in India the geology and and the kinds of data available to interpret that geology. So so that would be of interest, for example, to companies that are considering opportunities in India or to academic institutions pursuing research. And uh, the other, of course, would be just the exposure that readers would get of good examples of the application of geoscience technologies and workflows to solve problems in exploration and development. Type reservoirs, for example, are a case in point in this uh, special section.
0: Is there any final words you would like to leave our listeners with on this special section?
2: Yeah, I think I think that readers would really benefit from the variety of geologic settings that are covered in this in this special section. And, and some of the innovative thinking and workflows uh, that were in, implemented and, and the application of modern technology uh, to solve problems in exploration and development.
0: Well, this has been a pleasure. Thank you for your time and volunteering on working on this special section and for talking about it with me today.
2: You bet. Thank you, Andrew.
0: share this episode with a friend colleague or manager that would enjoy hearing this episode your recommendation is the single best action you can take on behalf of seg's podcast go to our website at seg.org podcast to find all our episodes and learn how you can subscribe for free directly on your phone original music by zach bridges this episode was hosted, edited, and produced by me, Andrew Gary. The SEG Podcast team is Jennifer Crockett, Ashley Rodriguez, Ally McGinnis, and Mick Sweeney. Thank you for listening. This is Seismic Sound Off, signaling off.